This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Welcome to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I'm your host, and joining me is Dr. Richard Blackaby. Always a great pleasure to be with you, Sam. It's indeed a pleasure, <laughs> and uh, I'm feeling more human uh, as the days progress, although I'm last glad night, you're feeling more human. <laughs> yeah. Last <laughs> night was a bit rough. Uh, we have a, an almost two-week-old, mm. and uh, that's just, uh, you know, I, I, I've decided that um, children exist, I think, to uh, teach your the, their parents' patience, yeah. I think, is the the chief goal if you of a ever, child. If you think you're an unselfish person, don't con- come to final conclusions till you've had a newborn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Then you'll yeah. know for it's, sure. It it, yeah. it 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 can wreck you and uh, and and <laughs> turn you upside down a bit. Um, but today on the podcast, we want to. Uh, we're not talking about two week olds or three year olds, yeah. but uh, get it up. we'll get it off your chest later, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll have another podcast <laughs> for, for, about kids. Um, but we're, we're, you know, in in the world that we live in today, there's uh, just there's constant, uh, it seems, constant deception, constant lies, constant misinformation, or disinformation, and mm. and there's spin, just spin, uh, angles, uh, all the rest of it. And uh, today we want to look at how to be on guard against that uh, as a leader. And so, um, and I know you've got a, a verse or several verses. We got a whole Bible. Uh, got a whole Bible about that. <laughs> yeah. And Sam, you know, it's interesting. And I don't think this is news to anybody that you can't believe everything you hear unless it's on the internet. Well, then of course it's, it's true. true. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I think in recent days, especially with politicians and a lot of newscasts and media, there's a growing cynicism to say, can I believe anything that I hear? Um, yeah. and everybody's got uh you know access to a uh some conspiracy theory of some kind that sounds very legit and here you know i've heard this and this person said that um and i think there's a tension i think that christians are going to face more and more certainly as leaders in the business world and, mm-hmm. and in the church um because on the one hand you don't want to be duped you don't want to be naive on the other hand, you also don't want to become a skeptic and a cynic that yeah. you just don't, you're, you're not open to anything. You're, you're skeptical yeah. of everything you hear uh, because that can, that can callous your heart over time. And then all of a sudden you're not open to genuine truth any more than you are open to a lie. So uh, there was an interesting thing that happened last year, if, anyone, if you, our listeners remember, back in about May of 2021, if you remember, there was a, a battle going on between Israel and uh, the Gaza Strip, the the West Bank there, mm-hmm. the uh, or the the Gaza Strip, and they and the Hamas, the terrorist organization that runs uh, that area, had fired off over a thousand rockets into Israeli territory and uh, just trying to trying to wreak, wreak as much havoc as they could on Israel. And so then uh, they kept waiting for the Israeli response. And they, they, Israel was sending in fighters and trying to take out some of the missile sites and so on. But uh, one day, uh, word got out to the Western news media that Israel had, had launched an invasion, that uh, their tanks and troop carriers and soldiers were actually crossing into Gaza territory. And, um, and so... In response, uh, Hamas 
ordered all of their fighters down into their tunnel system. And it's the, the fact they nicknamed, it, it's so extensive that they nicknamed it the, the Metro. And uh, hmm. they have built all kinds of tunnel systems. Of course, that's how a lot of the weapons gets uh, brought into that area. They, they've got very extensive tunnel systems. And so they, they put all their soldiers, all their uh, fighters into the tunnels and got, we're getting them all ready to like spring out at the right moment when the Israeli soldiers were among them to ambush them and so on. And so they all go into the tunnels getting ready uh, to, to come out on their, at, the, at the command. And then all of a sudden, uh, instead of Israeli tanks rumbling along, uh, the a large portion of the Israeli Air Force comes over and starts dropping bombs on all of the tunnel systems. <laughs> and uh, they all of a sudden, they realized it's, it's all been a trap. They, they lied about the ground invasion, so everybody would go in the tunnels, and then their airplanes came over and dropped just tons and tons of explosives on all the tunnel system, turned wow. it into a cemetery. And it was interesting because the press all denounced uh, Israel for lying to them. And, of course, they, the, the, the press had been quick to warn Hamas and all the, the other side of what Israel was doing step by step. And, uh, and the, the press were quite uh, angry at being uh, made, uh, duped into being just an instrument of Israel. To, uh, and so, you know, Israel always had the Air Force. They always had the bombs. And they could drop those bombs anytime they wanted. But what made them devastated, de devastating is when they coupled it with a lie, with a falsehood. Mm. If they'd not lied to, the, uh, to, the, to Hamas, uh, most of their people wouldn't have been in the tunnels and most of them wouldn't have been killed. But uh, because they believed a lie, suddenly the weapons of Israel became far, far more sinister and devastating. And I think that when you think about Satan and evil, if you think about Satan and you think, well, you know, what is his superpower? What makes Satan so powerful? Uh, and sometimes you think, well, he's, he's got to be just the, the, the biggest and the strongest demon out there. He's like the alpha demon of all the yeah. you know, evil forces out there. But, uh, but the fact is, it, it never really tells us, in the Bible at least, that he is necessarily stronger than others. We, you, we sort of assume he must be. Like, why do all the other demons obey him and follow him um is, is he just can, can he just kill other demons or can he just be so much more powerful that they have to submit to him and and when he when he wages war against god and against god's people uh, what what is the superpower that satan utilizes and of course um he is his for foremost weapon is not his physical strength uh his power to kill, to harm people. His biggest weapon is his ability to lie. He's the best liar that's out there. Yeah. Uh, John 8 verse 44 calls the devil the, he says he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Can you imagine hmm. Jesus saying there's no truth whatsoever in this creature, this, this being? When he tells a lie, he speaks from his own nature because he is a liar and the father of lies. And so to be the father of lies, of course, is saying he is really the, the, the impetus for falsehood. He's the source of falsehood. Uh, he's the best at it. There's nobody better than him. And, uh, you know, so I think 
that that tells you that his number one weapon to fight against God is deceit, lies, falsehood, and uh, uh, and it's interesting because you know oftentimes we my, my dad used to always say God's people fear Satan way too much and they fear God way too little. Yeah, and he would and Dad would say you know there's there's no evidence that Satan ever uh, just not killed anybody like struck someone dead. Uh, now there's lots of evidence where God did that. Yeah, uh, Ananias and Sapphira, uh, Herod is eaten by worms. There's lots of people where God took out, and there's no evidence that, that Satan ever took out a city, or took out a nation, uh, but God did. Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, he was about to take out Nineveh till the last possible moment. Yeah. He brought judgment on Jerusalem, allowed it to be destroyed. Uh, he allowed. An, all of Israel to be judged and taken away in bondage. He, God can bring judgment on entire nations, and he has done that. Um, and, and yet, I know people that fixate on Satan and what, what might he do to us, um, and yet we can be very flippant and casual about God. Yeah, well, um, we're so quick to ascribe any trial or tribulation to you know, demonic forces yeah. and spiritual warfare. Yeah. Every and, and we've knows talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, just, I've been having spiritual warfare this week. I've yeah, got a sore throat. It's, it's not that uh, you've, you know, been a poor organizer or you've, you know, neglected your duties or anything like that. It's, it's, you know, yeah, Satan is after Satan. you. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, the only example I could think of where Satan actually harms someone physically is the story of Job. Where, where he sent boils, apparently, and physically harmed Job. Uh, but, but even then, of course, he had to first go ask God for permission. He, he could not harm Job any, any step further than what God granted him permission to. So, so even the only example we have of Satan actually harming someone physically, and he had to get permission first. And God mm. said, you can only go this far. So... So I say all that to say that that, that doesn't mean you, t- you treat Satan lightly because he's the father of lies. And that means that he's much better at lying than any person you've ever dealt with before. So uh, be careful. Don't try to get into a debate with the best liar that's ever been. Uh, don't get into a prolonged discussion. Uh, Eve tried to do that, and, yeah. and it cost her dearly. Um, but, but be aware that he is, um, the ruler of the air, uh, the new Testament says, uh, and I think in part that might mean he, he controls the airwaves. Uh, a lot of, I would say the media, uh, is controlled by falsehood, darkness. And I, I don't want to get into politics, but just to say that, uh, Satan is alive and well, and he uses his weapon often, uh, to deceive people. And certainly, uh, the, the people he wants to deceive most are the people that are trying to serve God and trying yeah. to do God's will. And, and so he's going to try to, to, to deceive them any way he can. Of course, interestingly, in that same chapter in John, Jesus said to his disciples, he said, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. So our greatest weapon against falsehood, of course, is truth. Yeah. Um, and so if you, if you don't want to be deceived, if you don't want to be led down a path to your destruction, then you need to be an expert in truth. And of course, the, the best way to identify falsehood is to know what the truth is. Yeah. And then everything you hear that's not true, you, you recognize that. Well, it's the it's the old uh, you know banker or whoever who 
who's an expert in spotting counterfeit bills, it's not because they know all the different ways you can counterfeit a bill, but they're so familiar with what a what a non-counterfeit bill looks like, what yeah. a true bill looks like, yeah. that it makes it easy to spot the And of the course, it's, it's impossible to know all the different types of counterfeits that are out there. Yeah. There's, there's no way you could be an expert on everything that's false. But, right. But well, I mean, falsehood is being invented yeah. you know, daily, it seems. Yeah, but, but truth, there's just one truth. So if you right. know the truth, you don't have to know as many, many things. You just have to know the truth well. Yeah. Uh, so that anything that does not appear to be like the truth, you know, is false. Yeah. Um, it's a lot easier that way. So a couple of things just to say, one is just um, wh- whenever I am trying to help someone that is struggling, someone that maybe that's discouraged, confused, feeling defeated. Um, one of the questions I always ask is, what lie are you believing right now that is keeping you in bondage? Uh, you, you show me a person who's struggling, I'll show you someone who's believed a lie. Um, because Jesus said the truth will set you free. So if you're in bondage, that means you're not believing the truth of God. And as my dad used to teach, uh, every time you see a person in bondage, there's always a corresponding truth of God that could set that person free of that bondage. Yeah. But they have to know it. And And of course... If we're going to be servants of the truth, we've got to be experts in the truth because not just for ourselves, but because we, every time we go out into the world, we're going to encounter people that are in bondage to some lie. And of course, there's lots of lies. And there's lies that we can believe as, as leaders as well, like uh, the lie that this is impossible. Some things are impossible, but a lot of times that's just a lie. Just, yeah. just because we've not been successful so far doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means we haven't found the solution yet. It, it just means we may need to go back to God and, and have more faith or trust him. But, but sometimes that word, it's impossible, that, that phrase floats around in our head until we start believing it, and then yeah. we, we give up. We stop trying. We quit. Uh, yeah, or I'm not good enough. Uh, I, I, I'll always fall short. Uh, I can't do this. Someone else could do it, but not me. Uh, oftentimes that's a lie. Yeah, I find a, a lot of the lies tend to, you know, they tend to point back to you somehow. Like yeah. It, it, you know, oftentimes those lies are, are make whatever it is you're doing about you again. Right. And as soon as you start thinking about you again, you're not thinking about the organization, the people you're leading, the impact that you're, you know, called to have on, yeah. on those around or you. Or God, and, you know, keep your eye on God, and then you yeah. start to have confidence. A lot of things are possible, but focus on yourself very long, yeah, and that's a... your vision gets a lot smaller. Yeah. It's like one other lie would just be, I can't change. Uh, I've tried, you know, I've always struggled with this in my life, and I, I, I'm still struggling, and it's just obvious I can't change. I'm, I'm always going to struggle with this. I'm always going to be in bondage to this. Uh, and those are all lies. And so whether you, you're believing them yourself or whether you are dealing with someone who's believing those, you've got to, you've, you've got to become an expert at something that's, that's false uh, and, and recognize that. And, and sometimes people might not just say it in those words, but when people start giving up, when they quit, when they, get to, when they live in discouragement, you can count on it. They believed a lie. Yeah. And and you as a Christian are armed with truth. That that is your sp- your super weapon, is that you have access to the truth. Yeah. And that's why you need to know it, and um, and you need to you need to fill your mind with it, so that uh, you you know as we've said often, you can't give to others what you don't have yourself. So right. you want to 
be fully armed with the truth every time you go out the door because I can promise you before the day is done, you're going to encounter someone that's in bondage to a lie. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break here and we'll wrap up when we come back. Come here from Richard Blackaby live March 28th through the 30th at the Billy Graham Training Center at The Cove in an event titled The Senior Celebration, Living Victoriously in a Troubling, Confusing, and Dangerous World. Peace and tranquility can be shattered in an instant by our hostile culture or the trials we face. How do we live with joy and confidence in the Lord, no matter the circumstances? Come study Mark 4 and learn to rest in Christ's power to deliver us from the brokenness of our world. Richard would love to meet you at this event, and we hope to see you there. You can find out more at thecove.org, and we'll leave links in the show notes. Well, Richard, before the break, we uh, saw some of those lies that we can believe about ourselves, and, and, and really the antidote to that, to all lies, is, is knowing the truth. Um, Jesus said the truth will set you free. So maybe in the last uh, few minutes, we'll uh, wrap up here, but... Uh, you know, dealing with people who do lie and, and who are deceitful, that's that's also another, a, a part of this is, is um, knowing the truth helps you uh, navigate those people as well. And so what are some, some principles that we can take home? And- yeah, and Sam, as you know, I've had uh, some real frustrations. Uh, I basically got kind of taken in by a a, a contractor that was going to do some uh, building on my house just to add mm-hmm. a sunroom and lots of promises, lots of uh, boasting of the quality of work he did, some great pictures on, the, on, on the internet and so on. Uh, showed me all kinds of quotes from people that just loved his work. And uh, and so, you know, then you, you give a, a large deposit to hold your place and to allow them to get materials and so on. And then then the excuses start coming and the d- delays start coming. And and it was just a month after month of delays and we're, you're, you're coming up next and then, well, we got to order these things and and then I've had COVID and then I've, you know, I've had stomach flu and my dog, literally my dog died. <laughs> and uh, one thing after another, and then you, you start to, to check them out and you start to find out, uh, well, this guy's never even taken out a building permit and, uh, or, and he's not done this and he said he was doing this and, and you find out that's not true. And, and, um, I'll tell you, it's just been for me personally, just one of the most frustrating things, uh, one of the most expensive, uh, painful lessons for me, uh, to learn. And, you know, as I look back on, on that experience and we're still trying to process that experience and still have an unfinished sunroom right now on the side of our house. But, um, but several things that, you know, as I've kind of reflected on one is, uh, I've, I've had to realize, uh, to listen, uh, to the warnings of the Holy spirit. And there were lots of warnings, you know, that I just, part of my problem, I think, and part of the problem for a lot of Christians is you, you want to assume the best in people. And so the spirit of God is alerting you and saying, you know, this guy's a shyster, <laughs> but, but you're thinking, well, surely a guy wouldn't just brazenly lie like that. And you know, surely he, you know, he, he may be a bit eccentric and he, he may not be as quick to respond as he told me he'd be. But I mean, I'm assuming if I'm patient enough, this thing will get done. Uh, and so sometimes the spirit of God is, I think is he's trying to warn you, but 
but you're, uh, you know, if you are basically a person of integrity and honesty, it's hard sometimes to see that in others, a lack of that in others. You assume everybody is going to be honest and basically a good person, and that's just not a good thing to assume. And that's certainly something I learned is, uh, again, and I've, you know, I've, I've known this and I've practiced this often, certainly with our ministry and other places. Um, always be alert to the warnings, the promptings of the Holy Spirit. But there are still some liars that will come along. And in, in the Spirit of God, is, you know, as I look back, my wife and I both had some warnings. But, but then you, you sort of override the voice of the Spirit and say, well, surely nobody would be that big of a jerk. <laughs> nobody would just brazenly lie that, that boldly. Uh, it would they'd not be that terrible of a thief. Uh, and so, you know, again, it's just been a reminder to me, pay attention to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there, there's lots of things um, that you, you can watch out for. I, I, I've learned anytime someone keeps assuring you that they're telling you the truth <laughs> or they assure you that you can believe them and trust them, uh, there's something wrong if you have to keep assuring yeah. people. Uh, yeah. Some people just tell you and they just expect you to believe them and they've you know, they've got a track record. So you, you know, uh, and others, they, they protest too much. And so be aware of that. I certainly watch for signs of deception. Uh, sometimes that could be body language. That could be, uh, just the fact they don't present evidence. You know, the, this guy kind of texted me some documents that kind of looked like he had taken out a building permit, but he never actually gave me a copy of the building permit um, yeah. for me to see a completed, you know, authorized one. And so, you know, I've learned, uh, and of course, some people will try to, will, will act offended if you want to check them up or verify. Yeah. But I've learned there's, there's especially people you don't know, that it doesn't, it, it's not a bad policy at all to say, well, you've told me that, I appreciate that, now could just show me the documents, you yeah. know, show me the invoice. Uh, Show me the paper trail, uh, and uh, you know I. And as well, I, I would just say when you are trying to certainly do business or work with people, track record is everything. Yeah. Uh, and of course, people will try to muddy their track record, especially if there's a lot of unhappy customers or people that you know burnt bridges that they have uh, experienced in the past. Uh, but certainly we've, we've often said your track record is the best predictor of your future behavior. So just if you, and of course we just somehow we missed, uh, some of the complaints until after we'd given him a big deposit. And then all of a sudden we're starting to find uh, stuff on the internet, other disgruntled customers, uh, which made us wish we had been more thorough and, Mm -hmm. and dug deeper. Well, so let me ask you, um, I mean, I think it's good to to sort of, you know, be alert and, and be on your guard. Um, but with an experience like this, how do you keep yourself from just becoming a cynical? Yeah. Because I feel like yeah. cynicism is sort of the great thief of of joy and life yeah. and happiness and, and uh, 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 a life that you can be proud of uh, yeah. if you become a cynic. And yeah, it's easy, to, and I feel like that's an easy trap for, for people to fall into. And I hear people, and you know, I and I really had to deal with that, Sam, you know, uh, t- because I would, because for one, you feel stupid. It's like, wow, what an idiot I am. I should have seen this. I should never have given this guy so much money without whatever. 
and so then you, one thing you, you just get real calloused and cynical of everybody and now yeah. you want to run everybody you meet through you know a police check <laughs> it's like <laughs> but she's your mother <laughs> that's right that's okay i want to just verify yeah. those are are those her fingerprints yeah. uh yeah but um and I think you have to guard your heart. And, that, and I think that's the interesting thing. There's a couple of places where it talks about Jesus and it says he, he, he never trusted himself with people because he, he knew what was in their hearts. And mm-hmm. yet Jesus was the most loving person on the planet, but he knew full well how corrupt and evil people were. And so he, he had a way of keeping his heart pure and continuing to be a loving person, but knowing full well the power of deception, that even his own disciples could be deceived, and they could yeah. believe a lie as well. And so, you know, that you, you have to, I think in, in a world filled with deception, um, you have to guard your heart. You have to be aware this is the reality of this world. So don't be shocked if you see something on the news, on TV, that you suspect is not true. That's, that, that's the world in which we yeah. live. But uh, but at the same time, what a what a powerful calling to be a person of truth in a world of lies. Yeah. And you know what? There's a lot of people today desperate to find something that's actually true. We may talk about this in another podcast. But postmodernism and some of the, the the philosophies out there today basically says, well, nothing is absolutely true. It's just if it's true for you, then that it's true for you. But um, but in other words, if, if everything is true, then nothing is true. And a lot of people, I think, through a lot of what we've been through the last couple of years, have just gotten to the point of wondering, can I believe anything? Is yeah. there anything, any bedrock I can base my life uh, upon? And, and and people are looking for that. Yeah, and so well, what an opportunity for the church and for Christians. Yeah, absolutely. I think as, you know, a light shines brightest in the darkness, as the old saying goes. And and I think in, in today's society, people with integrity and people who live uh, in the truth, uh, I think, are just tend to come to the surface more. Like It's, it's obvious yeah. that... They'll stand this, out, unfortunately. Right, right. That they actually do what they say. Yeah. That you can track them out, realize they haven't lied to you. And so there's great power in that. You, you almost feel naive sometimes to just always tell the truth or always do what you say, yeah. always back up your word. But the fact is, uh, for Christians, we ought to stand out uh, as different, as trustworthy, if people are looking to do business, you, you if you're in the business world, you ought to be known as, whether people are Christians or not, they just say, you can trust that guy. He, yeah. he does what he says. He tells the truth. Uh, he doesn't exaggerate. Um, he doesn't minimize problems. He, he, he tells you straight. You may not like what he's saying, but it'll be the truth. And so I've learned uh, both for myself just to be someone that is known for telling the truth um, and also just being alert to the fact I deal with in a world of lies. The father of yeah. lies is hard at work and uh, and certainly Christians are not immune to it and churches are not. And the whole churches, I think, have at times believed lies. And that's why a lot of churches are declining today and ineffective because they're being uh impacted by falsehood instead of being set free by truth yeah well i think that's a great place to end today and uh with that uh we'll talk to you next time all right thanks for listening to the podcast if this is something you enjoyed it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on apple podcasts or wherever you listen don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends we always love hearing from our listeners so email us at podcast at blackv.org